Our scripture this morning comes from John chapter 15. I invite you to turn there with me or follow along on the screen as we hear the word of the Lord. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for time to worship you. We pray that all that we do here would allow us to hear your voice, that we would not let anything that is worrying or bothering us get in the way of what you have for us today. So open our hearts and our minds that we might receive. And gracious Lord, I pray by your spirit that you would take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine, because we believe that you will take and use even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. So do it even now in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, um, as I was listening to Pastor Allen's sermon and I was hearing him talk about how we need to be working out our salvation, that working out who God is calling us to be and making every effort to do that. You know, we need to be doing that in all of our relationships and our friendships as well. And I don't know about you, but I, I kind of have a sense that you might feel the same way, that, that there are there are a lot of ways that we become offended these days. Too easily offended, too easily offend. And, and I, I just have this sense that there are relationships, there are friendships that um, have been so important in our lives and that if we're not careful, if we don't put in that same work that Pastor Allen was referring to last week, that we too easily lose them. And whether it's some, a misunderstanding between the two people or sometimes even a third party who comes and whispers in your ear, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes we even allow a third party to get in the way instead of actually going and having the difficult, uncomfortable conversation that a relationship that had been so important for so long can, can too easily be left behind. So I just wanted to encourage us this morning, encourage us to be the best friend that we can be, 
to be the very best friend that we can be because it seems to me that to be a friend in the economy of God is that we would lay down our own life for our friend. Now that feels a little much sometimes because, you know, I think it's, you you would probably say like, if you have children, absolutely, you'd give your life for your child or maybe for your parent, right? Or, or, or a significant other, or there, there might be one or two that you might say, yes, I would give my life for that person. But Jesus asked that we would love one another and that we would be the type of friend that would show so much love that we would even lay down our own life for our friend. Proverbs 18.24 says that one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. We are to take the example of Jesus and give even our very lives for our friend that we would be so close to them that they know that they can count on us, that their lives would not end up in ruin, but that we would be a friend that in any moment they could call upon and know we would be there for them and with them. Now, I realize that that can feel a little daunting. Uh, you might even say that they haven't been that kind of friend, and so let me challenge that thought with, with one that comes from God. We are not perfect we are very much sinful people in a sinful world. And so there are things that, that hinder and can, can inhibit us. But we are not like friends of this world. For we are children of God. We are ones who are not citizens of this world, but we are citizens of heaven. And so as such, there is something that should be very different about us. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Just as Pastor Allen was talking about how we need to be working out our salvation and that we need to be putting in the effort right? Not just waiting for some magic fairy dust to fall upon us, but that we would actively be participating in this life of faith, seeing how we can, how we can uh, improve upon our relationships in our lives, in our thinking, then, then we need to recognize this truth in our lives, to not allow the false comments of the evil one to get in our way, but instead be able to declare over our lives that we are a new creation. And so the things of this earth do not have control over us. Now, yes, there are times that even as we are striving and working towards 
the best that we can be and the best that we can do, it is inevitable. There will be times that we might find ourselves in sin, offending, being offended, going through those times that we just recognize that we're not quite living in step with the Lord. So let me encourage you. Matthew 5, 23 says, and 24 say this, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. And also in Matthew 15, 18, the other side, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. I know that that passage goes on, but I just want to sit here with those two for a moment. Because in both of those, one person is going to another individual. You know, when you're, when you're friends with someone, you need to be able to have those conversations one-to-one. We don't always know when we've offended someone. So let me first start with that. That if you see something or, or, or feel that, that your friend has done something to sin or offend, then go. Have the difficult conversation. Have the uncomfortable conversation. But this says to point it out, not to condemn. And I think we need to hear that there's there's more to that, right? To be able to go and have a conversation with someone. Hey, what's going on in your life? We haven't talked in a while or I've noticed something and I just want to I'm just curious. Are are you are you having a hard time with this? It's not I just don't know and so I need I wanted to have the conversation. I wanted to to tell you that I I value you and I value our friendship and, and I know that this might be uncomfortable because it kind of is for me, but, but I love you and, and I just need to make sure you're okay. Or maybe you do know that you've done something and so you go to the friend and say, look, I, thank you for taking time to, to just talk to me. I'm so sorry. Can we just talk a little bit about what happened? And those are... Not easy. But when you are being that friend, when you are being that friend that is closer than a brother, when you are being that friend that would even lay down your own life for another, then you know that you are also bringing with you true repentance, true forgiveness within that friendship that there is a mutual willingness to see our faults, to be able to, to admit in humility where we have fallen short. But it's also the place where we can rejoice and build again 
that we can be that close. And then Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 we can consider how to spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some may be in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. We need to be finding those ways that we can be sharing life together, taking the time to have a meal together, sharing in that activity that you both just love so much. Because, I mean, come on, how much, how much friendship is built on these golf courses around us, right? Or, or how, how awesome is that friendship that you found because you happen to work that shift that you don't normally work, and yet you found somebody that you just click with and, and that you can talk with about things that you have in common, and then you find that there's even more because you share that life of faith. Or maybe... It's that you were uh, friends because your kids met on a, on a team, on a ball field, or some, or on a on a course somewhere. But your friendship has continued beyond that. So keep investing in those friendships, figuring out how to continue to care for one another and encourage one another, challenge one another, be there for one another. And then let me just say that the best way, the best way to cultivate that type of friendship is in studying God's word together, sharing your faith with one another, the joys and the struggles. Acts 2.42 says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Praying for one another. Considering the word of God, the significance of it in your lives, how God's word can shape and change us. That, that is where the best of friendships come from. When we share our lives together and see how we are being transformed.